Welcome to another episode of the Modern Facilities Management Podcast, brought to you by Flowpath. I'm your host, Griffin Hamilton. This is the show where I interview industry experts who share their stories, strategies, and insights into modern day facilities management. From hospitality to commercial real estate and everything in between, we'll learn what it really takes to succeed as a facilities manager. Welcome to another episode of the Modern Facilities Management Podcast. I am your host, Griffin Hamilton, and today's guest is Kayla Gottschalk. Kayla, did I pronounce that correctly? I want to make sure we're starting it off on the right foot here. You did. You did. Perfect. Perfect. Well, uh, with that, Kayla, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today and talking about what you're doing over at Collective. And before we get into uh, what exactly Collective is, why don't you tell the audience a little bit more about who you are and what it is you do. Yeah, thanks so much, Griffin and Flowpath for inviting me. Happy to be here. But yeah, hey friends, I'm Kayla Gottschalk. Um, I'm working out of my Alpharetta, Georgia home office today. And I'm currently a co-founder of my own startup called Collective. And for those who don't know, Collective is a community-driven marketplace enabling workplace professionals with information, solutions, and community. Um, I'm also heavily involved with IFMA, which is the International Facility Management Association, um, as chair of the Young Professionals, and I'm also on the America's Advisory Board. So that's a handful. Uh, I don't know how you have time to <laughs> do anything outside of facilities, uh, but how did you, and, and want to start off from the, from the beginning, how did you get into facilities? Because that is an interesting question I like to ask everybody because everyone has their own unique story. Yeah, I appreciate that. And I also do the same with anyone that I meet, um, either in the industry or adjacent to the industry. But I would say I'm probably one of the rare few who purposely navigated into this world of facilities and workplace. Um, I essentially started my career in high school taking four years of drafting classes um, which is rare for like a minor- minority in women, even 10 years ago in this field, and then decided to pursue my architecture degree at Ferris State University. And in year two, we had to decide as students either to continue pursuing architecture, go into construction management, or go into this new area called facility management. And that was the first time that I um, first understood what facility management was, a career, a discipline, a degree. Um, it was all new to us. But when I'm looking back, I'm really happy that I took that path. And so, you know, after graduating, I really started boots on the ground, <clears throat> servicing um, K through eight charter schools in the, like a Southeast Michigan region where I was overseeing their operations and maintenance, um, literally driving a a maintenance work van to work every day, which was really grounding for me to kind of understand um, uh, how everyone could potentially start out going in a career Mm -hmm. with facilities and workplace. And then I had a really fantastic opportunity to go to the other side of the state of Michigan to like this crazy world of office furniture, which uh, is super unique that um, our top five global design and office furniture are all located in West Michigan. 
No kidding. Yeah, it's very strange. And when you say Grand Rapids or Holland, Michigan, people don't really necessarily resonate with it, but it's it's true. It's so bizarre that everyone's located there. Um, uh, but navigating my career path to this new sector, I was able to work on corporate real estate and facilities teams at both Hayworth and Steelcase. And I mean, these were really meaningful experiences for myself and for my career path, because um, I think that was the first point point in my career that I saw how my degree in facility management really was so versatile. Like I didn't have to go back to school to change. Like I was able to adapt everything that I've learned, mm -hmm. my project management skills, my budgeting skills, my, um, my love for design into this new sector. So it was really easy to shift gears. And having worked at both of those companies, I was able to get exposure to working with anything from world-renowned designers like Patricia Urquiola, Pablo Pardo, to building inspiring spaces, um, to helping industrial designers create new products that both facility managers would want in their workplaces and what end, end users would want. And really ultimately learning how um, the workplace really makes an impact to the human experience. Mm -hmm. Because in school, you kind of learn like how, you know, the built environment does make an impact, but actually seeing it and seeing different um, uh, programs and uh, things to do to enhance it really makes a big difference. And I don't think you can truly understand that until you can actually um, see it for yourself. Yeah, it makes it tangible. Whenever you are living that, it goes from, you know, a textbook of, yeah, it makes a difference, lighting, having, you know, plants and the right uh, air quality and the impact that has to now you're living that and it makes it very real. It does. Exactly. And all those small, special ancillary moments definitely don't take it for granted. They do make a big impact to your employees' everyday um, experience at work. Um, but then from there, um, we shifted. My now husband and I decided to leave Michigan, move to Atlanta, Georgia, um, really for his opportunity. But also, now that I see it, it's, it was a good opportunity for myself. Uh, because I've always been fascinated with this whole ecosystem of startups. And you hear, you know, living in like a secondary or tertiary location, like the Midwest, mm -hmm. you always hear about like the West Coast or New York or Silicon Valley doing all these cool things and all these cool tech startups and workplace teams having all of these nice amenities and programs. And you're kind of like, wow, I want to see what's going on or help um, other company or get that experience myself. Um, so it was a really great move to move down here. And I was able to work at some smaller tech startups here in Atlanta, uh, getting a better perspective of how uh, workplace and facility members can both develop and scale their programs and what their team, like how their team should be structured, what, what should they do to really make an impact um, to the culture and to the employee experience? Literally building everything from scratch and then taking your theory into practice, which is something unique that you don't get 
the chance to do so. Did you realize prior to moving to Atlanta how big of a tech startup, uh, how big of a hub it is in technology? Or was that just you were here and you happened to fall into it? Yeah, I actually did not know too much about it. I kind of just fell into it. I didn't know how large it really is down in the Southeast. And I say here because I'm on the other side of town here right. in Atlanta. Yeah. Uh, but same, obviously, with Flowpath being a startup here in Atlanta, um, Atlanta Tech Village is in Buckhead, and it's becoming a hub where folks are moving from Silicon Valley out east. And it's it's interesting to see that. And then just the, the culture that has somewhat come over with that and translating that to the workplace on the amenities that you have, the beautiful buildings that are being built around town and uh, that real focus on the actual environment. And I'm sure that has, you know, obviously grabbed your attention and perhaps taken you by surprise. It has. And I'm starting to see more um, tech startups being developed in Atlanta focused on, well, obviously you guys, Flowpath, focused on facility management, other startups focusing on um, HR, people experiences. So it's really um, inspiring to see. It's in your hometown now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I guess with that, a good transition into collective. I'm curious what that jump is. So going into your story, you're in Atlanta, you're working with and interacting with various tech startups. Uh, what prompted you to make this jump into launching collective? I think you froze a bit. Uh, did I freeze? Can you hear me? Yep. Odd. Uh, I don't know what the last part you caught was. Um, what prompted me to, was it just to start collective? Just to start collective. Yeah. I'll cut this section too. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. So the idea of creating collective was um, really from a connection that I made in my industry as a fellow workplace professional. He was more on, you know, the Silicon Valley uh he was more of the workplace practitioner in those prime locations, getting exposure at all of these cool tech startups and such. But um, oddly enough, he and I had connected over multiple coffee chats virtually. And we found out that we both, depending on like our similar paths throughout our career with the different sectors, we each experienced the same pain points as a workplace practitioner um, and then I think we had an aha moment where we kept saying the same things, like we were talking to our colleagues, saying the same things. And uh, we basically said that no one in our space is, oh, let me rephrase that. Um, everyone in our space is creating solutions for workplace, but nobody is actually creating solutions for the workplace professional. Interesting. And yeah, I mean, when I, when I say that, I mean, how does that resonate with you? I mean, cut this out if you want. I I think that's an interesting way to look at it. And it's just looking at a problem just from a different lens. And I think that's where a lot of startups come from. And the beginning of startups is just we're all living in the same world, right? We're just, I think as an entrepreneur, you're looking at it slightly different. And when one person may see uh, a problem that persists, 
perhaps you look at it as an opportunity and not just something that's holding you back. And Mm -hmm. I think it takes a very special individual to take that jump to say, I could solve that, or I am curious enough to pursue a solution to that problem, uh, which is what I really get nerdy about uh, with startups is because it takes a lot of uh, courage to go and, you know, pursue that type of solution. But um, yeah, I think a lot of companies start out in that sense where it's like, all right, we're all talking about the same problems or we're all looking at this set of circumstances the same way. What if you just kind of reframe it? Yeah, exactly. And I think we were at a point where, I mean, we had experienced this firsthand of Unfortunately, we've had to curate internally our own resources. So if you think about like your own playbook or own like guide to reference, because um, more often than not, workplace teams are always under-resourced. We have a full plate on our hands. We're always adding more to it, right? We're the multiple hat wearers nowadays. And honestly, we don't have enough time to do the research, the sourcing, to find information, to stay relevant in the industry with the latest uh, data or trends. Um, And it's always Mm short-lived and that's really bad (laughs) Um, because you're probably missing out on implementing something that could probably improve your workplace experience and employee experience. Hey listeners, real quick. This is Alex Cummings, CEO of Flowpath, an industry-leading CMMS designed and built by operators to fit the scale of any organization. I'm excited to share with you that Flowpath now offers a tier for teams that just need core CMMS functionality on simple monthly contracts and at a price that makes sense. We call it Flowpath Core, and it runs on the same powerful Flowpath software that thousands of professionals rely on every day. So come check us out at getflowpath.com and see just how easy it is to get started with a software designed to fit your needs. Oh, and mention this ad and you'll get 10% off your core subscription. Okay, enough for me, back to the show. Yeah, and I think that's something where I've said it on the show several times where it facilities is such a tight community. It's huge, it's huge industry and it's slightly difficult to define what exactly facilities management is because it does touch so many different aspects of the workplace. Um, but even with it being a tight community, there are many times when I talk to people, it's like, I've never thought of that, or I wasn't aware of this new technology. And that can be a very difficult spot to be in, in which you're just heads down and just potentially oblivious to to something that could be helping you out. Exactly. Not to mention that finding information you know, back then and even now, I think it's more prevalent now, finding information is like the wild, wild west. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can search via Google, you know, good luck yeah. with all the SEOs um, or on LinkedIn, which is, I mean, decent, but it's very opinionated. There's also an algorithm attached to it too. So those aren't the best route. And, and so with Collective, we knew that we could do something better. And we wanted to help out our workplace friends because we were them once before. Sure. And, and what's been the, how, how well received has it been? And I guess what has been some of the leading topics uh, within the community here in the early stages? 
Yeah, so I mean, so far, uh, we've been getting good recognition from both workplace professionals and um, even solution providers, because we're also seeing solution providers like a flow path as a resource um, to populate um, uh, just good information and opportunities for the workplace professional. But a lot of the topics we've heard is they they um, see and experience the same pain points that we have. Mm-hmm. Like it's really hard to find really good information, like non-biased information. And when they're ready to find or adopt a new solution, like they can't, it's very hard to find. And then they end up implementing, um, say like a work tech product and then find out that maybe it wasn't the best solution. And then they see like all of these other opportunities that they could have explored, but at that time they didn't have the resources or time um, to go and properly do the research and, you know, vet them. And, and you mentioned the solutions piece of, of the website and of collective. And when I was checking out the website, I saw the community and the networking component uh, and that kind of aligning up with the solutions aspect of it where you want to have that comfort of you're talking to someone in your network, someone that is a resource to you that could not just say, Hey, here is what I'm using, or here's my product. It's hey, here's what I've used in my career. Here's what my use case is. And it is truly, and I love the word solution as opposed to products on the site. Uh, it is a solution to problems that, that folks are experiencing. Yeah, that's a great point. And I guess, you know, why we're creating this community-driven marketplace, I'm going to emphasize on community-driven, is because we do want to create a bridging community with all the different disciplines within workplace. You know, now, I guess the term workplace and all of these, there's probably like 100 job titles nowadays. It's not just the facility manager. It's not just the human resources. It's them plus corporate real estate manager, head of IT, head of technology, there's people operations, employee experience, head of remote, you know, design. It's literally anyone who touches or makes an impact to your workplace experience. It's everyone together. So we're trying to do something different on making a bridging community versus a bonding community um, to bring all of those disciplines together to collaborate, share resources, um, get the best information, and then also to connect with each other because we also see a lot of different siloed walls that we're planning to break down um, because we know that each of those siloed disciplines really wants to make a difference within the workplace and it's better to do it together versus alone. Yeah, no, I completely yep. agree. And, and I think we have our own perspectives coming from the different silos and starting out the podcast, that was one of the main reasons why I started it out was because I was just talking to so many different people in different industries and facilities that the problems, you could just pick them up and place them in other industries. And it was, the application was very similar. And it was something where I think people were, to your point, being very siloed in their own world. And there's just so much knowledge that's just waiting to be shared. And that's where I think collective is just going to be a huge piece of uh, that shared tribal knowledge. Yeah, thank you. We think so too. We're hoping that. And um, I mean, we're creating a company for workplace professionals because we are workplace professionals. So we kind of know, again, the pain points, what we're trying to achieve. And we know that, I mean, your daily workday, 
you have so much limited time and you know you want to you give a shit about workplace as well so we're trying to help enable you to do better and I mean ultimately our mission is for everyone to improve their workplace as well because we don't want um, anyone to have to endure the old you know eight foot panels open work you know tan beige workplace environment you know any longer yeah i love that well um with everything that we've talked through as far as the community the different resources and solutions that you guys have uh, at collective where could one go to find not only collective but learn more about what you are personally doing if they want to reach out to you uh where could they find you guys yeah we're definitely on linkedin collective inc you can find us on our business page. You can also go to www.collectivewp.com. And um, if you're open to it, we have a free weekly newsletter trying to keep you up to date with the latest information, someone to know in the community, and a new solution that we're discovering every day. And then we're hoping that you'll also come join us, give a shit about workplace, and join the collective community. That's great. And one last question I ask everybody, and I never prep anyone, um, <laughs> so that's intentional, but who or what has been the biggest impact on you and your career? Hmm. So I, I probably have a couple answers to that. I think first, um, during my um, attending Ferris State University, I think actually doing the internship was super valuable. I'm always a big fan of taking theory into practice. So actually getting out in the work environment, having to experience real life scenarios, especially within facilities, was super key. And then from that experience, I was able to get a mentor from that who's Damon Gonzalez. I think he's the VP still at Davenport University. So for anyone who wants to go connect with him, I'm sure he'd be willing to help. Um, but he was a really great mentor throughout my career where I just had basic questions about interviewing or best practices, or if there was like a unique situation that I had at work, he was a great person to just um, shoot some Q&A with. And then the last person I'll mention that helped influence me would be Jackie Nurkin. I worked with her at Hayworth and she's just good. She's just a really good human being. Um, She's architecture and interior design based, and she, I believe she was a workplace um, consultant at Hayworth, but she was just a very direct person and practical person who helped me balance both interior design and facilities. So she cared about making things look good, but making sure that they're functional. Mm -hmm. um, and she was just very direct. So I loved you know, working with her and I'm still friends with her today. That's great. And uh, I love that question because it's always interesting to see the impact that mentors have. And again, citing the community and go, taking that to a collective of uh, there's always somebody that's willing to help, which is the most important piece. But um, none of us are going to have or have gotten to the place we're at now without assistance along the way. And that just speaks to the power of community and the impact that it could have and uh, that it continues to have. And so um, that's, that's great. Love hearing that. And, uh, once again, uh, Kayla, certainly appreciate you coming on and, uh, telling your story and, uh, telling the audience about, uh, what you guys are doing over at collective. It's incredible. And I will certainly have, 
links to the website, to LinkedIn, any other resources there uh, in the show notes here. So uh, once again, Kayla, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, thanks so much. All right, take care. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Modern Facilities Management Podcast. Make sure to subscribe for future episodes and follow us on LinkedIn for more facilities management content.